Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. And that is us. I'm sort of slow on the uptake there. On the uptake, I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my bad. I was doing something else. Okay, it is uh, a show that we call Brad and John Show, bjshow.co, if you want to take a look at it the internet. And if you're hearing that crazy guy, Egbert, he's our new owner, and we we essentially uh, you know bow at the feet of Egbert and anything he says. We genuflect. Says, we genuflect. <laughs> we do. Okay, let's talk national politics for a minute. Today is the big day in, uh, where is it? New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Okay. Is this much ado about nothing at this point in time? Because essentially it's down to Mr. Mr. uh, Mr. Um, What am I going to? I was going to make him fun of him. (laughs) I know you know his name. Well, no, no. What nickname do you want to choose? Yeah, because of the fact he's always nicknaming people. Okay. How about Mr. Congeniality? Yeah. Well, but see, what's interesting about it is you bring that up now trump is showing the softer side have you seen that he is and, boy i tell you what and all the anchors are going like we've never seen donald trump like this before <laughs> and i don't mean to get a, I, i'm certainly not going to get us off track here too but you know what my prediction is we're going to see this mirrored by one bill eigel this spring and this summer you think the softer side of bill eigel absolutely i think he's already started it and i think he signaled it on scott fawn show on sunday when he said hey I'm, you know, I'm not just going to stand in the way. I just want new leadership, and then we can move forward. So you you stake out a hard position on the far side. You build your bona fides with your base, and then you say, "Hey, but I'm not unreasonable. I'm willing to work with these folks." Oh, and yeah. then you just you you show your softer side. Both Bill Eigel and Donald Trump need a portion of that so-called movable middle. What we used to call in the corporate world the movable middle. The people that don't hate you, they don't love you. you if you can get just a percentage, especially for Bill Eigel, if you can position yourself as being a little bit more reasonable. Anyway, back to, back to your Trump story. But I thought I, well, I no, think it's an appropriate analogy. Brad. No, no, it's it's interesting because I just looked this up and the, I, there's a, a Bill Eigel video. There's two of them here where he's playing with cats. He's just like on the ground and the cats are you know, jumping around in him and, and he's purring with the cats. Interesting. And then, hey, if and, and you know what? He, he did a really good job. I haven't seen one of these in a while. And again, I don't I don't live on Twitter or Facebook, so it's possible that he's posted these and I missed them. But for a while he was doing updates. If he'd be heading down to southwest Missouri, he'd say, hey. You know, I'm, I'm heading down I-44, going to southwest Missouri, going to the Newton County watermelon feed. And you know what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great day. We're going to talk about whatever. And he seemed like a human being. You well, know, he didn't seem like a guy that's just filibustering on the here, floor. Here, here's another one where Bill Eigel is singing a song with Barney. You know, the, the purple dinosaur? <laughs> I mean, this... The, and, and oh my... And he, oh, here's another one where he's with, with Martha Stewart and they're cooking something. I, now, I, I definitely believe that. 
Now, I would cook with Martha Stewart because, first of all, I'm not into the marijuana, which which she is. But, you know, like she would be able to give you some tips on stocks. Is, you know, she'd be like, look, Stellantis is, is right at its 52-week high. But everybody's buying large cap stocks in this growth boom. It's going to go up at least 6%, John. Is, is, and, you know, I'm buying some call options, short dated, and then I'm in the money. Is she is she a pothead? Oh, yeah. She's... She's her resurgence in the last five years or so is because of her affiliation with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, but just because you hang out with Snoop Dogg doesn't necessarily. Well, maybe maybe it does. Yeah, I think it does, Brad. But <laughs> you know, let's not bury our head in the sand here. Oh, uh, you know, once again, don't make, get me going on the whole marijuana thing. I just don't understand it. I never will. Matter of fact, there's a famous story that I will tell about about Shelley Barr. And, and and if if she were here, she would get mad at me for telling it. We had a meeting with a very high-profile person in St. Louis, okay? And not bragging or anything like that, but it was interesting because this person had contacted us and wanted to do a show on, I think, KSLQ, on the station we're on right now. One of the two, KSLQ or Westplex. Wanted to do a show on. And this is a very high-profile person. If I mention the name... Everybody would know exactly what I'm talking about. So we met this person and his partner, and what I mean partner, a business partner, not saying oh, it was okay. like any kind of, you know, like, you know. That's, a, that's less interesting, but go ahead. Right. <laughs> met, them, met them at the Missouri Athletic Club, la-di-da, you know. Oh, nice. And nice. this particular person was wearing a T-shirt with a big marijuana leaf on it. And, mm. and, uh, and when I saw this, I thought to myself, I don't know about that. You know, I mean, that would almost be like, like, and I'm going to make an extreme example, but that would be like to me wearing a shirt with, that had a picture of like a mirror with some white substance on it and somebody's nose with a $100 bill rolled up. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, and to a credit me, card that had just chopped right, up. Right. To me, it's like, okay, are you trying to telegraph the fact that you love the weed? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and it was funny because Shelly, when we first got there, Shelly looked at him and once again, Shelly's no, you know, you know, She's no prude. Right, right. And, I mean, that's an understatement. And when we left, she says, I can't believe you wore that shirt. And once again, we're out in public. And people, knew, were, when we were there, people were saying, hi. <laughs> you know, won't mention his name. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> did he have a, did he have a, a like a sport coat on over the no, t-shirt? No, 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 no. It was just, it was a t-shirt. It was, it was like in well, the summer. Well, you should have been kicked out of the MAC. Like, show some respect <laughs> to the Missouri Athletic Club. Well, I, I, this was the one out in West County. This is the one. Yeah, right off of 270. Right. I've you, been there. Do you have to have a, a. I have a, I have a couple friends that have a couple bucks, you know. Do you, do you have to have a, a, a suit jacket to go in there? No, I've eaten lunch without it before, but I think that you know you'd you'd, you'd probably want to dress like you know you're you're not coming off the off the tennis courts. Well, I, I guess you know you mentioned to me here once again, and maybe one of these days I'll actually tell you the whole story, uh, which you have asked me several times about. One time I made a fan, I made a comment about I'm not a Cardinals fan, and you and went, our, our fans, our listeners listen very closely. Right. Brad. And somebody said somebody said to you, ask Brad why he's not a Cardinals fan. Okay. I'm an advertising guy, okay? Why in the world would you spend money, and in some cases, $100 or so, would you spend money to buy a shirt which is advertising a company that is worth billions of dollars and you paid to promote their product, okay? 
Mm-hmm. You you essentially are advertising the Cardinals baseball team, which is you know pays their their players a millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, and they they're 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 worth billions of dollars. The Cardinals franchise is now worth billions of dollars. In and once again, people pay us to put their ads on the radio. We don't do it for free, okay? Right. Because if we don't charge. Then one day, Mr. Amron UE comes and pulls the meter on our transmitter, and we go off the air, and and we're gone, and we're not around anymore. We got to make some money, and the same thing. I see people wearing, you know, branded shirts for various companies, like car guys. You see guys wear like BMW shirts. It's like, well, look at me, I'm driving BMW, and I don't understand that. I mean, I think I, it's, I'm with you a hundred percent. But Brad, think of the if you any given year, let's say it's warmer weather. How many people will you see wearing a, a T-shirt with polo or another clothing brand emblazoned obnoxiously across the front? Not the me. Shirt? Well, but here, here, perfect example. I have several baseball jerseys, and these were not the cheapy ones. These are expensive baseball jerseys. Right. That some of these were like they're they're essentially they're the same same manufacturer. Can't remember who it is uh, anymore. I should know. I got them. Uh, I got them. You know, I've got probably nine or ten of them. And what I've done was, through the years, I bought these because they were unusual jerseys, and they actually had players' names on it, but they were unusual jerseys in that they were like colors of jerseys they didn't normally wear. For example, I've got, matter of fact, right here in the studio, I've got, if, let me pick this one up. I, don't ask me why I have it here. I have a red Texas Rangers uh, jersey with the actual number sewn on the back, the same thing, and this is... Darvish, okay. This is a Darvish jersey. Yeah, far, Hugh Darvish. Right, Hugh Darvish, and this was this was a, uh, you know, a, essentially it's the same. What's the name? The company. It's right here in the bottom. I'll look at it. This is the same jersey that they were wearing in the field. Are they made? Well, didn't Rawlings used to make jerseys too? Uh, these are made by. Oh, is it Mitchell and Ness? Majestic, Majestic. These are the majestic. same. Okay, majestic. Yeah, Majestic. Yep. Yeah, they're the, they they. That's actually a. And now, what's interesting was I've got an orange. Baltimore Orioles one, which was a rare one, and I've worn that out before. And I have my favorite one was uh, Vladimir Guerrero when he was with the Angels. I think the Angels, the old Angels jerseys, are the coolest jerseys. When I was a kid, I always thought the Angels were the coolest. Are they teams. the ones that are off white? Well, the one I've got is is actually is a white one, but it has some very interesting trim on it. And this was like a one time, one game they wore okay. this jersey. This was like some special event jersey they had to wore and stuff like that. Well, anyway, long story made short. One time when I was down in the city, I don't know what I was down in the city for, um, I'm walking along a sidewalk, and I'm wearing my orange Baltimore jer- uh, Baltimore <laughs> Orioles jersey, and a St. Louis police officer comes up to me and says, Bud, you're in the wrong city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, he was funny. and I said to him, I said, but I'm not, because do you know where the Baltimore Orioles came from? They came from, they were the St. Louis Browns? <laughs> yes, and he says, no. I go, they used to be the St. Louis Browns, and they played, and where I was, I knew where I was in relation to the old sportsman. Grand Dozier. Sportsman Park. was a Grand Dozier. Right. I say, they used to play four blocks that way. And he looked at me like, yeah. huh? You know? <laughs> hey, first in booze, first in shoes, and last in the American League. <laughs> right. So Now, so, you know that there was a robust, for many years, St. Louis Browns fan club in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there still is. I still see. There's a Facebook page or two. I've seen the people are still. Yeah, spilled. Bill Borst, who was a professor. I believe he was in Maryville. He started the group. So I usually don't, you know, 
flex on these topics, Brad. But I was the youngest member of the St. Louis Browns fan club in the 1980s. Really? Yeah, yeah. I joined the Browns fan club. Tom Wheatley, who was a former sports columnist for the Post-Dispatch, had a really nice piece from one of the banquets where he interviewed me. Uh, I was a huge Browns guy, yeah. Well, you know, and the Browns have a lot of interesting history behind them that a lot of people don't really realize. Uh, you know, who was the, the guy? Was it Bill Veck, the guy who owned it for a while? Yeah, Veck, and who, he, he went on to own the White Sox. Right, who went up to Chicago ultimately, but essentially when he was here in St. Louis, the, probably the thing he's remembered for was the midget. Remember the midget? Eddie Goodell. <laughs> right. Yeah. And do you know who Pinch ran for Eddie Goodell? No, who's that? Jim Delsing, whose son went on to become... Whose son went on to become professional golfer Jay Delson. Interesting. Now, yeah, if you yeah. know the story, the reason he hired a midget because of the fact that, that the strike zone was like microscopic. <laughs> yeah, there'd be no way. And I think it was Bill Freehand, I think, was the pitcher. Because we were playing, I say we, I wasn't born. But the Browns were playing the Tigers at the time. And I think the pitcher was Bill Freehand. I could right. be wrong about that. And but. he walked him, I think, on four pitches. Yeah, on <laughs> four could, pitches. He couldn't get the ball in the strike zone because the strike zone was like, was like eight inches tall. Now, here's my problem. Once upon a time, I was an umpire, and I umpired God, from a bunch of leagues, a bunch of different leagues, and I, I enjoyed it very much. And to the point where umpiring is not easy, and to the point where it still bothers me to this day when you go to a little league game, uh, and the you know the the drunk. Oh, parents, it's atrocious when parents yell at the oh umpire. Oh my God! You know, especially when these these kids, like these little thirteen or fourteen year old kids, who are umpiring some of these games, and like a forty year old parent is like, "Buddy, I'm gonna I've meet you in a, I've seen it I'm gonna meet you in a parking lot." You know that kind of stuff. But the interesting to me was. If you look at nowadays, if you look at any of the videos of Major League Baseball, now they have the strike zone. The strike zone is not the strike zone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't get me started on this. <laughs> I mean, it, don't get me. The, the strike zone should be from the knees to the armpits. Yes. And, and, they, and, and I don't know how a pitcher today is able to hit that strike zone with, if you look at what is in the rule book and the way that the major league strike zone has shrunk. Exactly. It's, it's the opposite of Bidenflation. Yes. Like it's, it, the, the, it's, it's, don't get me started on this, Brad. And to this day, I think if you look up the major league rule book, I think it says from the knees to the, to the armpits. Isn't that what yeah, it says? Yeah. And, and I'm going like, okay, essentially, and if you look at like the box they put up on TV, it's like, from above the knees to above the belt. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's like, or maybe the letters. Yes. Maybe the letters on the jersey. Yes, it's... I, I just, I couldn't believe it. And, and you know, especially if you look at some games from the, if you ever watched some highlights from the 80s or 90s, you know, the 90s, I think, is when they really started, started uh, uh, limiting the strike zone there. But pitches in the 80s, a guy will take a pitch at the shoulders and it'll be called the strike and he'll give a little look back. You know, but that's what the strike zone is. I just, I just, you know, it's to the point where, I mean, and it's almost to the point where sometimes I'm not the big basketball fan, but if you watch some of these, you know, NBA basketball games, you go like, okay, wasn't that traveling? Was you know, yeah, you yeah. Know I mean? Well, and that's how I mean, and I'm not a basketball guy either, but I think they've really loosened up on that because on some of the clips you watch, guys will take two or three steps. Yes. And if you're a marquee player, you're given a lot more leeway. Right. You know? I'm going like, okay, like. What's the deal with that? Okay, uh, we're coming near the end of the show. We want to touch on anything else. We want to go back to the to the to the to the deal with New Hampshire. By the way, I always find this interesting. What's the name of this stupid little town in New Hampshire where they voted twelve oh one? You know what I'm talking about? The, the, oh yeah, I don't it? know. It's 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 devils. I know what you're talking about. It's it's their gimmick. Devil's armpit, New Hampshire, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And 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 do you know you know what the vote was this morning? I don't know. Six to nothing for Haley. 
Oh, of yeah, course. So, so. What a landslide. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. who, was the, who was the woman that sang landslide, Brad? Uh, that was... Uh, it was probably on one of your stations at one yeah, point. Yeah, that was... That's uh, What's-Her-Face from... Was Fleetwood, that that old hippie? Fleetwood Mac. What do you mean, old hippie? Oh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, Fleetwood yeah. Mac. It's... Uh, what's... Uh, She's the old hippie. Yeah, yeah, whatever she is. Uh, you know, she... You know, what, now you're going to get me on that one, because I'm trying to think, who was that? Um, uh, Christine McVie, or is it... No, no, it's one of those. There's, what, three guys, three gals, and they... And you, to turn out they hate each other, you know, and you know, you know, they you find out these groups that you know, they find out the band members. Uh, it's like I watched this video, it's pretty funny. This video this guy sent me last night of an interview, it's a Howard Stern, Stern interview, and it's the guys from Metallica are on his show, you know, oh, doing, yeah. doing a lot. Stevie live. Nicks is who you're Stevie thinking of. I had to that's right, it. that's right. Uh, uh, the guys from Metallica are on Stern's show, and he asked them the question, which I've heard before. At one point in time, they toured with Guns N' Roses. Now, think of Metallica, and you're thinking of like the the metal guys, yeah. and and the Guns N' Roses guys are you know not necessarily metal, but it's not elevator music stuff. Yeah. Okay, they hated each other. You know, they were yeah. like they were like cats and dogs, and and talked about. And interesting because the Metallica guys said that they weren't they were very disciplined about. You know, I'm thinking like that's funny. Metallica guys say they're disciplined, you know, in their art. And and the Guns N' Roses guys were like, hey, maybe we'll show up at the at the concert venue an hour late. Who cares? We're yeah. we're Guns N' Roses. And you know what I heard was Axl Rose when he was at Riverport. He actually thought that James Hetfield from Metallica was the guy taking pictures. So that's why he got so mad. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> but it'd make for a good story. I mean, it's good as any conspiracy theory out there. We got to go. Say goodbye, John. See you guys tomorrow.